welcome to Clear Horror High. Hosted by Chris Vecchio and Nikki Jack. Welcome back to Queer Horror High, where we're queer, we love horror, and we're really fucking high. I'm Chris, and I'm a queer Gemini demon. And I'm Nikki, and these motherfuckers ain't stopping me <laughs> um, from getting tickets to cl- fucking Club Renaissance or the Renaissance store or whatever. Because your girl got the code. She got a little pre-sale code. Woo-woo. So I'm elated. God's favorite. I don't believe in that nigga, but he believes in me. <laughs> okay, I'll add a real one. True Virgo supremacy, of course. Because my other um, really good friend, Sierra, she got... Shout out to Sierra. Uh, she got a... Um, what's it called? Pre-sale code, too. She's one of the Toronto show. I'm trying to hit that hit this Vegas one. But she's also a Virgo. We literally almost have like the same birth chart. It's really silly, um, which is why I'm glad we're on different parts of the world and different states and shit. You guys think war and Ukraine is bad. Wait till we wake <laughs> up. <laughs> Anyways, how are you doing, friend? What's good? So today started off pretty crappy, aka there was diarrhea all over the front of where I work. What? <laughs> what? Uh, there is there a better team building exercise than cleaning up diarrhea together? Yes, there <laughs> is, but we got the diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> No pun intended, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, what happened? Like, did one of the dogs just get crazy? No, it wasn't a dog. It was a person. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's like, I, I, what am I working back at Buffalo Exchange? I'm not cleaning up human shit. I am so sorry. That is like a public health problem. Oh, no, it is. You know, you can get hepatitis from that. So what? Okay, we need a backstory, you guys. By the way, the movie today is um, a nope, but this is a big nope. (laughs) This is a big nope. (laughs) What? The homeless people in San Diego, as I'm sure in many other places, are, you know, struggling pretty hard. And, uh, you know, there's some people in in the Mission Hills area of San Diego that are going around shitting on the side of businesses because it wasn't just us. Mm, mm, So, mm. you know, I didn't touch it. Hell no, I'm not touching anyone's shit. Yeah, but it was there nonetheless. and that's... You know, there was a lot of buckets of hot water and uh, praying. No kidding, but... Big, big yikes. Yeah, it was absolutely fucking disgusting. But you know what? It was a good day. It just started off full of shit. <laughs> Damn, that sounds... Uh... And um, actually, it's, it's me and Andrew's 12th anniversary today. Oh! Congratulations. Thank you. I love that. Love wins. So basically 12 is how many in gay? 73,000 years? Yeah, I was going to say, y'all is damn near vampires in this bitch. Gay gay and old. (laughs) You know, forever young. So what's going on with you? Or I guess, besides uh, getting your trying to get Beyonce tickets. I think that's it. That's like literally my life. <laughs> Beyonce! That's all I care about. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't know. I'm chilling. Trying to, you know, just one day at a time, baby. One day at a time. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, today we're doing uh, Nope. Oh, well, what's the high tea? 
this is, this isn't the pink rosé. This is, fuck, I have so many dabs. I actually did buy some dabs from a coworker. I don't know what it's called. I'm just, maybe it's called Hot Rod. I am so sorry in advance. Um, oh, yeah, this one is the Hot Rod. Okay, this is Hot Rod. I look at, <laughs> okay, yeah, the label says this one's the Hot Rod. So shout out to Max. Thanks for the Hot Rod. Uh, what you got? I have strawberry cough. I'm smoking a high, a high THC sativa. Yeah. I never smoke these. Um, yeah. But you know what? I've been feeling a little, uh, I don't even know how to well, describe it. Like you need it. to pick me up in some creative uh, Yeah, booths. a little. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. Yeah. So let's try it out. Um, it actually just showed up before we started recording this. So I just started smoking it recently. Or, like, literally a couple minutes ago. So we'll see how it fucking turns out. Come on, timing. It's everything, right? But it's it's 37%. And it is supposed to... I mean, obviously, strawberry cough. It's supposed to make even the most experienced users cough, it says. So uh, that's a challenge that I'm up to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how Hell much yeah. I cough during this episode. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you know I love anything that tastes like fucking berries, so I'm down. It kind of tastes like Fruity Pebbles, to be honest. I was going to say, you are a fruity little bitch. Um, I am a Fruity Pebble. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's, should we get into Nope? Yes. So this is our second movie for Black History Month, and we did a movie by Jordan Peele last year, Get Out. Starring the same nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stick to the recipes. Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. Don't go chasing waterfalls, Okay. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya does a good job again. It's definitely a different type of role than Get Out, for sure. Mm-hmm. And he's chubbier, so he looks better. I, you know, I like him thicker. I like a thick boy. <laughs> Shout out to my thick boys. Holla at your girl. So the IMDb description for Nope is the residents of a lonely gulch in Inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Uh, vague, but you know mm-hmm. what? Honestly, you need to go into this movie blind. Yeah, you absolutely do. Because I think when I saw the previews or like the trailers the first time before I saw it for the first time, they misled me. So if you haven't seen this film and you want to watch it before you listen to this episode, I recommend just watching it and don't like watch the trailer first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, don't look at anything. Don't read nothing. Just, yeah. Because I feel like that's kind of how it has to be with Jordan Peele movies in general, though. Yeah, I agree, because there's always, like, not necessarily a twist, but a curveball or a spin on, like, a an old trope or, a, you know, like, a, a familiar setup, and mm-hmm. he does something different and fresh with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we open with, like, what looks like a sitcom, and we're just getting ins and outs of, like, the shots or whatever. Yeah, you hear, like, audio, but you don't see what's going on, like, in the beginning. And then we get a quote that says, I will cast abominable filth at you, make you vile, and make you a spectacle. And that's a biblical quote. I don't know what book it's from, and I don't care. It says it in there, but I didn't write it down either. Nigga, I'm not keeping track. I I don't... I read real books, okay? (laughs) Fuck that. But, yeah... So then we get a blood-covered chimp, like, on set of a TV show that seems to have seemingly gone wrong. Because you just see, like, blood and, a, like, a like a body in front of the chimp and then parts of the, something else in the side frame. Mm-hmm. And the set is empty otherwise. It yeah. looks like everyone ran away. Yeah, it's the aftermath of some shit, you know? From whoever's point of view that we're watching this from at this point... Mm-hmm. We just see, like, a shoe standing up on a teal. 
in the middle of this aftermath. Yeah, it's like floating. And I'm like, what does that mean? How was it standing up straight? Is there a string? But yeah, then we're on a horse ranch, and I'm assuming they like sell horses or something and train them for television because we get our our fave again, Keith David. We just covered him in Coraline. I know we did. Shout out to Keith David, staying in horror. He is like a fucking like a horror king. He's been in a lot of horror movies. Black King of Horror. Let's go. But yeah, he's there with Daniel and it's Otis and OJ, Otis and Otis Jr. And they are just having a conversation about the ranch and like they're giving background, but we don't know really what it's in context to because he's talking about, you know, his sister who we later meet. Baby, that's Kiki Palmer. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so then all of a sudden, mid-conversation, weird shit in the sky starts happening. Yeah, like metal shrapnel bits just start falling. Was it like swirling in the air and shit? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it just like started dropping out of nowhere. Like it looked like Otis just started looking up at the sky. Like it seems like it went still for a second. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you just heard shit landing and you're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. But then OJ turns around and he sees that like Otis is not moving on his horse. At all. And he falls off as the horse just like walks and Otis got whacked in the head with one of these pieces of metal. Yeah. So he like drives him to the hospital. He's mumbling incoherently, bleeding out of his head. And when they get to the hospital, it just like cuts to him already dead. And he's got a huge gaping hole in his eye. And it was a nickel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so fucked up. A nickel. Because it reminded me, remember that old like uh, fake story? If you drop a penny from the Empire State Building, yes. you'll kill someone. That's what yeah. I thought of. And I was like, that shit is true. Coins can kill people. Money kills. It's like the weight of a coin isn't enough to have that much force from the momentum of even that fall. But I don't know, maybe it was blasted out hard enough from wherever it came from. We'll find out later. Yeah, we'll see. It's too soon for Keith David to die in the movie, though. We're like five minutes in and it's like, that's it. It's fucked up. Then, yeah, after we see like the the coins lodged, there's a key stuck in the butt of the horse. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a little bleeding. Mm, It's like a little key. But this is where we get the title credits and it says, nope. But then, yeah, OJ is on the set of a show that maybe his father, you know, he picked up a job his dad was supposed to do, but, you know, he passed, unfortunately. So it's post-accident and the crew fucking sucks. Like, most Hollywood crew movie sets suck. The crew is just, like, super fucking rude and nasty. They don't understand that as an animal handler, like, I'm here for a reason. Y'all don't know what the fuck you're supposed to be doing around these animals. So can you just, like, shut the fuck up? It's a horse on a movie set. Like, you do not... Just like if a service animal comes in your store, don't pet it. Like, I know it's tempting, but there's a reason. Yeah, exactly. But this white woman, who I'm pretty sure is Donna Mills of Knott's Landing. So this is a soap opera actress. Um, and I guess she's named Bonnie Clayton in this movie. And she has a big, tacky-ass country wig on. <laughs> she does. And immediately she comes on set, finds out his name is OJ, and she is like, your name's OJ? Yeah, I was like, I'm not, not, okay, girl. Just because you're a blonde white woman, like, he might want to kill you, but for the different reasons, bitch, you're annoying. Like, yeah, I want to kill you. Anyways, nobody seems to be paying attention on this set, because, like, OJ's the only one who's, like, really aware of his surroundings, as he should be. Mm-hmm. They're giving him conflicting instructions for what to do with the horse. Mm -hmm. They're also, like, talking about the fact that his dad died six months ago 
right in front of him. Yeah, it's super insensitive, super tone deaf, like tacky. It's, it's just all bad. And so then OJ eventually is like, hey guys, hey, like the horse needs a break. I thought they're forcing the scene and it's not working out. And he's like freaking out. You could tell that he's like a really anxious person. He does not like speaking to people. And his sister is running late. Mm -hmm. It seems like this is a common occurrence based on the way he talks about Mm -hmm. it. And he like starts to go into his like Haywood Hollywood horses spiel. That's like the company that their family started. Mm -hmm. But then M shows up and Kiki Palmer is so good in this role. Shout out to Kiki motherfucking Palmer. (laughs) Everybody give your hands up one time for the one time. She is a jack of all trades and a master at all of them. Not master of none, master of all of them. Like, Kiki Palmer can sing, she can dance, she can act, she entertains, she can host. She's had her own television show. She has had her own, like, she's had several television shows. She's had her own talk show. She's been in all these movies. She can sing. She looks just like Angela Bassett. And she does a great Angela Bassett impression. Like... She was annoying for a little bit when she was first growing up. I was just like, oh my God, I can keep over. <laughs> like the older that she got and she became like more comfortable with herself and like honed in her talents and could really like use the awkwardness to her advantage and use the silly like weird shit that she says and good comedic timing. You know, she mm-hmm. figured out her timing and she's incredible now. And also like Kiki Palmer was the first one to fucking really tell us that Trey Songs is a nasty ass nigga. Go back and watch the Breakfast Club interview of Kiki Palmer talking about why Trey Songs is a nasty motherfucker. And you guys will now understand why people don't listen to black women because Kiki tried to tell us first. And y'all let him keep getting away with it. And that was back in, like, what, 2018, 17, maybe even 16 when she said that shit. It was long enough ago for us to be too long for Trey Songs to be out here. But, yeah, that was my moment to shout out Kiki Palmer, Virgo Queen, who is pregnant right now and is probably going to have a beautiful baby. That's a Gemini, I think, or some shit. I forgot. But, yeah. Good. We need more Geminis. We do. (laughs) We do. Her personality really suits this role, too, because this character is, like, very gregarious, very outgoing. (laughs) A star. Chaotic as all hell. Yep. And a lesbian. (laughs) She's definitely a lot, but she's loyal and she's funny. She's a good time. (laughs) That's for sure. But she shows up, immediately takes over the Haywood Hollywood horses history speech. Let's throw in another H. (laughs) And it's basically, like, a safety meeting and shit, too. She also, you know, gives us some knowledge that I didn't know before I watched this. The first motion picture ever was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse Mm -hmm. uh, by Edward Mybridge. And she says that the black jockey's name was a Bahamanian jockey, Alistair E. Haywood. And that was their great-great-grandfather. And that's how they got into horse training for Hollywood films. But then she pisses off O.J. by plugging all the shit that she does. (laughs) Which is like Kiki probably in real life. She plugs all her actual (laughs) real jobs, I feel like. Because one thing about Mama, she stays working. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, I even make a mean grilled cheese (laughs) for some craft services. Yeah. But yeah, she gets her whole spiel and the directors and shit are really fucking dry with her. That's what pissed me off. They're just like, 
like one dude laughed he gave a chuckle but nobody else laughed and she like put all her energy into this like liveliness and they were just not Mm -hmm. feeling it so she hit the craft services table we get a bagel or whatever the fuck and then here they go again like all over this horse all over the place with this and oj is like yo y'all gotta chill out y'all gotta chill out this horse needs a break i think it's time for a break they're trying to force the scene they're like we gotta go right now right now right now and they're putting a flash bulb in a horse's face. You do not do that. And as soon as OJ, like, notices that, like, what happens? The horse kicks the fuck back. Like, and Loki kicks the sand or whatever all in that lady's face. <laughs> yeah, not my good. <laughs> wanna be skinny Dolly Parton, like. Fuck you, Bonnie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no titty Dolly Parton. <laughs> you know her husband's a grand dragon. Absolutely. Look at that hair. That's probably her own hair. Yeah. She brought that wig to the set. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, OJ is pissed off at M because she's a little flaky. Like, when he needed her the most, she was, you know, walking to the craft services table. But she's clearly feeling a certain type of way about that on their way home because mm-hmm. you get a good idea of their dynamic here. Like, she's supposed to be the speaker. She's, like, the face of the company. And he's, like, the workhorse. She's loyal, but also maybe not the most reliable. Mm -hmm. And he's reliable, but he's also kind of a fucking stick in the mud and always kind of mopey and sad. So, like, they complement each other, but you can see why they fucking clash. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's the yin and the yang, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of it all. Well, then we get the yun because they go to Jupe's. Um, Old West, like, tourist attraction, Jupiter's Claim. Mm -hmm. And Jupe is played by Steven Yun. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, this shit reminded me of the fucking, like, Pioneer Village from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, you know these fuckers do not break character. At all, ever. <laughs> Once they're out there. At all, like Murphy's Landing in Minnesota, if you know, you know. <laughs> but um, I love how Em, like, as soon as she gets there, she immediately photobombs these white kids taking a picture over oh, yeah, this well. Oh, yeah, because she was interested <laughs> in seeing what it was. She's such a troll. Like, she has no... I don't want to say she has no boundaries, but she for sure, like, is very confident. She will just walk up to anybody and say or do anything. Mm -hmm. But OJ tells her that he sold 10 of their dad's horses, and he scolds her for promoting her side shit. But she's like, that's not my side shit. This is my side shit. Mm -hmm. Which pisses him off even more. But um, they meet with Jupe, and OJ wants to sell him Lucky, which is the horse that just freaked out. And I'm like, that sucks that, like... You know, you know it wasn't the horse's fault, but you're still selling them. But I don't you know. I guess they need money. I don't think Emerald is completely in on that either. No, she was mad when she found out that he sold 10 of them. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, when they get to Jupes, <laughs> she's up in there. They're trying to do this business meeting and she's me. Okay. All up in there asking questions. That's like bringing me to like a Pokemon museum and expecting me to (laughs) shut the fuck up and not ask questions. I mean, I would not shut up in a Pokemon museum either. (laughs) You want me to be quiet while I'm looking at like a holographic Charizard card? (laughs) But anyways, she's like, oh my God, I remember this show. And isn't this da 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 And OJ's getting pissed because he's like, bitch, I'm trying to do this deal. And she's like, fine, my bad. Yeah, she's like, aren't you the Asian kid from that show? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, ain't you the little Asian kid from such and such? And he was like, yeah, I I am. am. (laughs) (laughs) He was stoked to talk about it. He was actually like more interested in talking about his his TV shows and stuff and entertainment career than he was about doing business. And there's something shady about Jupe anyways. Yeah. Everyone's a fame chaser. Yeah, he's getting seedy with it too. He's like trying to, we'll, we'll get into what his motives are. This whole movie is kind of about like 
the legacy you leave behind. Mm -hmm. But as OJ's discussing, like, getting the horses back, Jupe's like, oh, yeah, I have this deal with your father, da, da, da. And then Emerald comes and interrupts, and she's like, oh, my God, Gordy's home. Like, talking about the show Gordy's Home that he was on, which was the show, like, the aftermath of what we saw in the very beginning. Yeah, the point of view was his point of view from under a table on the set. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's like, I charge extra for this. And he leads them to this, like, shrine room for Gordy's like mini home. museum. Yeah, because the show, I guess, was only on TV for a year or a season or some shit because it got canceled. And he, like, has all these different artifacts from it. He's like, we actually did the first exploding fist bump. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, stupid shit like that. I'm like, really? Yeah. It made me wonder, like, where did that come from? But then I didn't look it up because I actually don't care. <laughs> no, but it, it turned out that this show just had a huge fan base. And it was, like, this me- mega phenomenon in the 90s and all this shit, you know, and then the birthday episode happened, and it was Gordy's birthday, and, like, I guess the chimp snapped, and Jupe describes it as, like, six minutes and something seconds of just pure chaos, and it, and it's obvious, like, this is a super traumatic thing, but then uh, Emerald's like, what was actually the story, you know, and he was like, you don't know the real story, or, like, Wow, no one can tell it better than SNL. Oh my god. And in the SNL sketch that he described, Chris, <laughs> Chris Kattan plays Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe Gordy is psychic and knew that Chris Kattan was going to play him one day, and that's what made him go nuts. Right. <laughs> because, no. It was like Sherry O'Terry, and it was this guy and this guy, and of all people, Chris Kattan played Gordy. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember Chris Kattan did play that monkey? I don't remember. I just remember Chris Kattan was always the most annoying characters. And I feel bad because I feel like uh, his, like, legacy is, like, he's a bit of a joke in a way. But, like, he had, like, Corky Romano, Night at the Roxbury. Like, just the stuff that didn't age that well. It just didn't. I'm sorry. His characters on SNL, too, were, like... He was always just so obnoxious and kind of like queer adjacent, but he's not gay in real life. (laughs) Yeah, he was always getting the roles maybe Andy Dick should have gotten. I don't know. I know, I know. I was thinking Andy Dick, David Spade. Yeah. I'm like, Jordan Peele, just kick Chris Kattan in the balls, why don't you? (laughs) 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 But yeah, so he's explaining this SNL episode of this extremely tragic, like, traumatic moment. But the way that he's describing it, he was just like, yeah, and everyone's just, like, cracking up because it's it's Chris Kattan, like, come on. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, oh, wow, legendary stuff, man. Legendary stuff. And that's the thing. It's obvious right away that Jupe is, like, trying to rewrite his legacy because that shit had to be traumatic. And, like, when he tells about the incident on that episode... He makes it seem like the fan base got more rabid and like they're super into the tragedy. He said some like Dutch couple or something spent like thousands of dollars to stay in that room. Mm -hmm. And he's like hype off the sensationalism of like this like this tragedy being sensationalized, which is again like the exploitation Mm -hmm. of yeah the industry. Yeah, again, people's obsession with tragedy. Like, uh-huh. it's a way to be like, well, at least that wasn't me. Yeah. You know, it's a way to feel better about your shitty life that you feel like you have by looking, like, at other people's unfortunate demises. Yeah, and being able to, like, have 
like a camera view is essentially like a first you know mm. person look at a tragedy that you don't actually have to physically be there for so you're even yeah. more invested and you're like oh my god this is so crazy yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's and you gross. can tell jupe is seeing these people's interests as an opportunity to like turn his negative experience into a positive mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like he's actually processed what he's gone through mm-hmm. and he just seems greedy honestly i know and you could tell that he's being shady with OJ. And M can tell. Yep. And um, she does not have any confidence in this deal that they're negotiating. OJ doesn't really even ask why you're being so shady. Like, what's the deal here? Mm-hmm. And uh, she kind of calls him on it. But, you know, it cuts to a really fun scene. I love this scene. They're just, like, drinking in their house. Uh, Walk on by by Dion Warwick is on. It's just, like, very smooth and nice. Mm-hmm. They did talk about smoking some weed, and I don't see it in the scene, though. <laughs> but they did say it. Oh, yeah, they did. I didn't see it either. Yeah, he said that he had some when she offered him the booze. Yeah. And I'm like, where's the joy now? Yeah, where do we eat at? Kiki Palmer, you have Kush tattooed on you. But anyways, they were having, like, a, a reminiscing moment talking about her old horse and a uh, jean jacket. And they talk about their dad's contribution to the industry and, like, their family's legacy, essentially, you know? Mm-hmm. With Jean Jacket, Em was apparently supposed to, like, train this horse on her birthday, which makes it feel like it was going to be her horse. Mm-hmm. But at the last minute, her dad changed his mind and had him and OJ just train it. Yep. And she watched them train it from her room on her birthday. And you could tell that that fucked her up. And I think that's part of the tension. She yep. feels like her dad didn't maybe trust her. And OJ is going to be left with the legacy. And I feel like that's why she's so gung-ho about everything she's a part of. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, I need to leave my shit because these men are leaving me out a little bit. Yep. So after she asks why Ghost is in the arena, we get the title card for Ghost, the horse. So OJ goes to check on him. And there's something in the sky that Ghost is like fixated on. And we're not really sure what the fuck we're looking at but it's got this horse shook and kiki's jamming and (laughs) all of a sudden ghost just takes the fuck off like hauls ass running and while oj is trying to investigate it all like the music inside the house just slows down and the electricity like goes off Mm -hmm. it's weird but ghost is just gone m.i.a you could hear his, like, whinnying in the clouds. It's almost, like, echoing through this whole yeah, valley. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. And OJ sees some, like, shape moving in the sky, but... Doesn't know. You can't really see what it is at this point. Yeah, and she wants to know what the fuck he saw. She's like, OJ, what did you see? Like, what is it? Like, what's going on? Because he's shook, you could tell. Like, because, again, it's like, what happened to your daddy? You don't know. This unexplained shit, and it can't just be a coin. I'm sorry. It's just not a coin. No. To quote Jasmine Masters, it's the unexpectable. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, she was on Real Housewives of Potomac. So Karen Huger is the grand dame of Potomac. And she did a a live variety show. And Jasmine Masters was one of the, like, the acts. (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun. Go Jasmine. Mm -hmm. But um, they start to talk about bad miracles. Like, the debris falling from the plane that killed their dad. It also made me immediately think of the shoe. Is that a bad miracle, too? Like, it's obviously a miracle that a shoe is standing up so perfectly like that on its heel with nothing supporting it. But, like, a massive tragedy just happened. 
And I think it was that woman's shoe probably that was dead next to it. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So it's like to get the shoe like that, such a mauling had to happen that it knocked the shoe off the person and it somehow landed that way. So it's like, is that also a bad miracle? Yeah, you're right, actually. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoa, you just kind of fucked with my head. I'm also off um, some mushroom gummies again and uh, <laughs> <laughs> another 20 mill- milligrams of some edibles, so... I'm also on probably a quarter of this 100 milligram Cocoa Krispies edible. Yeah. I'm going to have a little more. Yeah, I think I might finish the rest of that gummy that I ate half of. Fuck it. We ball. But OJ is freaked out over the noises that Ghost was making. And he calls what he saw a UFO. He says that to M. so. Yeah, he does. She wants to know what he saw. And like she's like, okay, right away. She's like, we got to capture this shit. Because she's, again... Emerald stays hustling, and he's a hustler hater in the mm-hmm. beginning, but this is where that hustle comes into play. We need a shot. We need to get evidence of this. Again, redefining the legacy. They don't want their legacy to be their dad dying and then them losing jobs the business, because they can't yeah. handle the set. Yeah, exactly. By the way, all of Emerald's outfits are bomb as fuck, okay? They are, and they're all very colorful and unique. Yeah. She's a good thrifter. Like, she goes to the thrift store, finds amazing things that you would be like, this shit does not go together. But then she puts it together and you're like, oh, that looks amazing. And it's like this cute, girly, tomboy, like, soft, femme. It's gender fluid. It's cute. It's like tomboy, lesbian chic is my favorite style. (laughs) But yeah, they hit up the fries. Wait, is that a real store? Fries Electronics? Yeah. Yeah, there's one in Mission Valley. Yeah, there used to be at least. Oh, I didn't know what it was. I was like, they, I just put that they went to some fucking Best Buy ripoff because I have never heard of a fries. Yeah, there's one literally in Mission Valley. I don't know. I don't think it's still there. I hate Mission Valley. Yeah, I didn't know that was a real place. But yeah. Is it like on the same level of Circuit City? Yeah, it's, it's literally Best Buy Circuit City. Okay. Yeah, it's literally all that. It is like a knockoff Best Buy. You're not... Um, off, but it is real. That's the only thing we're like. <laughs> it's not fake. I definitely thought it was fake. Yeah, that's the only part where you're wrong. It is a fake Best Buy, though. <laughs> M tells uh, OJ that she basically thinks that they're better than everyone else who's ever tried to get a shot of an alien. And I'm like, you know what? If you're going to do this, you need the confidence. You I do. think that OJ thinks she's delusional. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you need to gas yourself up if no one else is going to. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we're going to get the Oprah shot. <laughs> yep. yep. And I love that Oprah is the barometer. But you know what? She kind of is. Like, you get on Oprah with some shit, even that Million Little Fibers. Remember that tragedy? <laughs> but it is Or a cute. Million Little, was that what it was called? Million Little Pieces. A Million Little Pieces. I literally said the one on South Park with fucking Towley. A Million Little Pieces of the dude who lied about that book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I read that book, too, and I was mad. <laughs> I did not. I read it after the Oprah interview, because like... Because then you're curious. Yeah, because I was like, damn, how come I couldn't lie like this? I was in high school when I came out, too, so I was extra bad. I was like, I don't even have to go to college. I can lie. But, <laughs> but yeah. George Santos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, she is hitting on white women at the um, fries, too, which is funny. She's like, how you doing? You look good. You look very pretty. <laughs> and I was like, that's what's up. <laughs> She was like, she looks like she got a big house. <laughs> That's why she came on too. <laughs> that was funny. 
But um, they're checking out all the equipment they just copped, and the cashier, Angel, is offering them all the extra shit that you don't want when you buy and shit. Like, no, I don't want the extendo package. No, I don't want to do premium nothing. No, I don't want a subscription and nothing. No, I don't want a credit card. At all. I want to get the fuck away from I you. want a receipt and to get the fuck out. I want to be at home, okay? That's what <laughs> I want. But while he's, like, ringing them up and getting them ready for their stuff, they mention um, something about the power going out and how they can't capture it on their phone because of the power. And he's like, no, your Wi-Fi might go down, but your power doesn't go down. Like, unless you're in some weird alien hotspot. And then uh, it gets weird awkward and Emerald's like, <laughs> no. That's not real. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this nigga knows too much. We gotta go. <laughs> he winds up actually going with them. It feels like they're annoyed by him, but eventually they're kind of like, you know what? Let's just see what he can do. Oh, yeah, the installation. Because he was like, you you guys need the installation. You need my help unless you think you can do it on your own. And, yeah, they're like, fine, dude, come on. And <laughs> he's so cute, Angel. He's so cute. But he tags along. And then as soon as he gets out the van, he just, like, screams so loud. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, you know, i just been holding that in. I needed to let it out. He starts to talk about his ex, like, ragging on her. But then he also <laughs> brags about her being an actress. On the CW. <laughs> She left him for a pilot on the CW. <laughs> and he's like, man, fuck the CW. Sorry, I just had a lot built up. And then Emerald's like, I gotta go. <laughs> um, I got some other shit to do. You want anything from the stove? Turns out he's a UFO conspiracy theorist himself. Because oh, he started yes. talking about like UAPs or AUPs or some shit. Yeah, I guess UAP is what he says, quote unquote, they have changed it to without telling anybody what it means. So we forget about UFOs. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, do you hear yourself talking? But hey, you know, he's he's uh, he helped them install the fucking camera. So go, Angel. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, M shows back up in the distance after they set this shit up and she's screaming at them from across this field. And she picked up a decoy for horse training. A.K.A. she stole a big plastic white horse from Jupes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she brings it over to them and Jupe pulls up and she's like, you know what? You, you can stay over there. We yeah. don't need to, hey. You don't need to come over here. Let's talk yeah. across the field. <laughs> she's like, hey, you must stay over there though. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to see what this is. Yeah. You don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like awkward because... Jupe says something about a decoy. She's like, yeah, we're just doing some training. And he was like, yeah, I, I do that too. I be doing the same thing. And she's like, oh, where you get yours from? And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I just be, you know, I just think I found it or something. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. But the way that Jupe is talking back to her, you're like, he's hiding something too. And he is. Exactly. Because he, he's getting horses for training purposes as well. And not telling people what he's doing with him. Uh-huh. And so it's very awkward and very shady. And then Angel's like, all right, we're all, we're all set. And then she's like, you don't live in this house. Shut the fuck up. Like, you don't get to tell him bye. Like, stop talking. And so they send Jupe off and they're like, all right, peace. And she hit him with the, okay, like Craig's mama did in Friday. <laughs> when she was talking to Miss Parker. Call me later when you get off work, girl. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. Why? You need to be watching it every Friday. 
I've watched Next Friday more. I know that's kind of a sin. I think there's just something about Next Friday that's so funny to me. That's not even the best one. No, it's the worst one. Yeah, it's Friday after Next or Friday. Yeah, no, Next Friday is absolutely the worst one. It's terrible. And I think that's why... You like it? Yeah! Yeah. Because we get Day Day in that one, too, and Mike Epps is cute. And also, you get, um, what's his, his, uh, like, stepmom? She's so fucking funny. Oh, um, Kim, Kim Whitley. Yeah, oh my god, I love her. Mm -hmm. Not Jack A. (laughs) No, not Jack A, but she does kind of have a similar vibe. Yeah, they always confuse Jack A. Harry with, uh, uh, Kim Whitfield, and that's not the same lady. No. Shout out to Next Friday, kinda. But, yeah, um, <laughs> they send Jupe off, and then we get Clover title credit. So, they have all these supplies, and while Emerald is sleeping, OJ is making things and tinkering and, you know, get, getting shit set up, it seems. But at, at night, a light comes on in the stable, and he goes to see what's up with it, and it's like, okay, shit's, there's noise being made, and it's eerie and creepy, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like turns around because the light goes back on and there's like an alien by the light switch and he immediately goes, nope. And he backs up and he starts to like try to film it on his phone and waits for whatever it is to like come around the corner. But then one of these aliens hangs down behind him and scares him and he punches it directly in the face and it's just one of Jupe's kids. So mm-hmm. his kids basically are trying to scare them for stealing the fucking horse. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like those little fucking bastards. But quite frankly, I did like watching a kid get decked. <laughs> I know. Those little outfits were cute, but I was like, punch one in the face. That'll be cuter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not about child abuse. I am. It's just kids um, <laughs> always get away with shit in movies. And, you know, no. I don't believe in child abuse, but I, sometimes it's okay to fight a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you the same size, it's fair. <laughs> Hey, kids are killing people okay. these days. <laughs> if y'all is the same size as I need a fuck a fucking ten year old who also happens to be five five, we can square up, okay? AJ, number but a number in that case. Let's yeah. get it. Knuckle up. If a fourteen year old comes at me with a fucking knife, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Some people you just gotta hit with your car. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Fighting isn't enough. So yeah, after the prank goes wrong, he leaves and then there's still some weird shit going on. Uh, because the power comes back on again, and they accidentally let Clover out. That's what happened. The horse Clover got out. Mm-hmm. So back at Fry's, Angel's like goth chick coworker Nancy. Oh yeah, Barbie Ferreira. Yeah, like scares him with her loud ass chip eating. I'm like, <laughs> I did they turn is. up the notch on her chip eating in the in the fucking sound editing room? And I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Dorito Farts comes back again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah. That was her in 2004. With yeah, that. eating chips loud and, and stank. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, at the house, M gets terrified by like a praying mantis landing on one of the cameras. Mm-hmm. And Angel calls to tell her about it. And she's pissed. She's like, what the fuck? Like, you are not supposed to be watching us. Like, this is an invasion of privacy. Yeah, we told you don't, don't peep. But then he tells her that the camera B is down and, like, ancient aliens down. And as soon as he said that, I just immediately thought of that guy with the fucking hair. Yep. And if you've ever seen ancient aliens, you know what guy with what hair I am talking about. 
<laughs> I know so many people obsessed with that shit too, and I'm like, Ugh, me too. I don't want to hear about it no more. Damn. The concept of the show sounds interesting, but then you watch it for five seconds and you're like, this is just baseless conspiracy theories for the most part. Yeah, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> it's just like delusion. Yeah. So OJ is walking Clover and she bolts and some like twister shows up. Oh, yeah. Like a dust devil, but a big one. Yeah. You know? like it's a not twister. a tornado, but yeah. it's like a funnel. Actually, a funnel will be in the water. You know, a fucking twister. Yeah. Helen Hunt is nearby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie in theaters. You better go, girl. <laughs> Literally, you better go, girl. <laughs> yeah. But the UFO thing, like, shows up again, and it starts chasing OJ, but he, like, hides in a barn, and the lights go out again, and uh, Nancy is, like, spying on Angel as he's, like, watching this shit through the cameras, and she's like, what happened to OJ? I'm like, Nancy, go eat your fucking chips in the back. <laughs> Take that hair and get out of my face. Yeah, don't you have to go cam somewhere or something? <laughs> oh my god. That movie cam, she looks like, she like would be on that show. That uh, She was in Euphoria camming. Oh, was she? Yeah, okay. she just looks like a cam girl. As a former cam girl, I know one when I see one. I get the vibe. Yeah, she's a chubby girl with us, like DSLs, dude. But M goes outside and the fucking Mantis is still sitting on that camera. And she wastes perfectly good Sour Sour Patch Patch Kids. kids. She throws them at the Mantis. I'm like, you're like several feet away and it's a Mantis. Good luck hitting it with a Sour Patch Kid. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, they don't catch nothing on camera. Clover runs right into the Twister and gets sucked up into the sky. Exactly. And the Mantis has the audacity. To leave! To leave right at that moment. Yeah. And and M is like, fucking praying mantis. That motherfucker better pray. I don't never see him because if I do, I'm going to eat him. I'm going to eat him. <laughs> but um, they reach out to a professional. Well, Emerald does because she's like, you know, in entertainment, she'd be knowing who we knowing about, you know, what to do in this type of instance. And uh, they reach out to a professional who's retired from doing all this kind of like crazy. He's somebody who would film like ancient alien type shit or like. Sasquatch in the wild. He's just done all types of crazy shit, you know? This guy is a mix of the ancient aliens guy, Bear Gryllis, or however you say that asshole's name. Yeah. Yeah. And like Patrick de Marchelier, because Uh he's like a fucking photographer, this guy. It's a very odd combination. Mm -hmm. He's definitely interesting. He also, like, when he's on the phone with them, he's like, I have a lemon tart in the oven. And I'm about to serve 10 guests, so you need to, like, tell me something fucking interesting. Yeah. Because this is sounding real damn boring. But Emma's convinced. She's like, this is the shit the dreams are made of, baby. You're going to get the impossible shot. And he's pretty much like, no, this is the dream that you never wake up from. And I'm like, that's some ominous Vietnam vet type shit. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) He's very much giving, like, I've seen some shit. Yeah, no, totally. That guy was like, you know, you open a bag of chips and he ducks. <laughs> he probably has a dog named Agent Orange. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, you got, oh my God, uh, oh. Uh. But he also seems like low-key a little gay somehow. I don't know. You know, I got that too. Because he talks about his lemon tart, which doesn't mean anything, but his house is very nice and manicured. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I wish, 
I hope he's gay too. Me too. I'm like, he was an interesting character. That would be sick if that was like, you know, he was like, you know, and you know what? I'm gay. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen black holes and I've seen other holes. <laughs> I've seen black holes, pink holes, yeah. brown holes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Peach holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His name is also Antlers Holst. Yeah. Can you get worse? I know. He seems like a backwoods gay. I love it. I want more of it. His name is Buck Todd. Like, it's just such a <laughs> an obvious name. Yeah, like a, a southern uh, porn star. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, you know. Southernstrokes.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> that is real. I, uh, I do. Don't I know. Okay. Um. But anyways, this guy is, like, super into it, but they're reviewing the footage from the day with angel and they notice that the sky doesn't move and that there's this one cloud in particular that just doesn't move at all i mean they said the rest of the sky moves with this one cloud in particular doesn't move with the rest of the sky and mm-hmm. it's just posted all day every day and they're like that's fucking weird and then emerald thinks that it's proof and she's like that's enough right like that's all that we need to prove that this shit's real and they're like no Unfortunately not, because Angel's like, it could be disproven with, like, what, meteorology and... Mm-hmm. He gives a few... I don't remember what he says. But, like, I feel for her. Like, I, she just wants to have it. She wants to be over and done with this shit. Like, it, it comes across like she's a little bit of a fame chaser, but I do feel like she's just, like, desperate to keep the family's legacy intact and uh-huh. to make sure that, like, she's got hers, too. Yeah, because that's literally how they got to eat. And she has all these other jobs, but if she could eliminate all those other jobs and just have this one, like, Mm -hmm. or at least, like, lessen the amount of jobs she has so she could have just, like, this one major one and then maybe, like, two or three, two, you know, Mm -hmm. that would be nice to lighten the load. I know. It almost feels like there's a slight commentary on the impossibility of retirement in America. In this movie? And specifically in the entertainment industry. It's not really sustainable to retire then because once you're done, like, you go through that money so quick. Yeah, especially if you're not, like, an actor or director who's making all the money. Like, regular people. Who have it as, like, just a regular-ass job. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just hard. They struggle. But, um... They start talking about what it could possibly be, like, the UFO, and OJ is like, maybe it's not a ship. He is a smart guy. Is, yeah. So then we get a flashback, or it says Gordy is the next title card. This is the recap of the episode gone wrong, basically. And it's like, we get Gordy's home or whatever, and it's Gordy's birthday. And so they're like, oh my god, Gordy's birthday! And they open a box, and some balloons pop out. And when the balloons are released, one of the balloons pops. Everyone should know that if a balloon hits a hot light... It's going to pop, and that's what happens. Yep. And it fucking made the chimp snap. Yeah, no pun intended. He went ape shit. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Shout out to Beyonce <laughs> again, because I like that song. Beyonce and Amigos and JJ. But, uh, yeah, like, this shit just goes fucking crazy. Like, do we, we don't really, like, yeah, we kind of do see the attack. You see a little bit of it, like, you get the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, like, the balloon pops. I think it fades to black, and you hear it again. You hear yeah. screaming and a lot of moving around. And then there's a slow tracking shot through the abandoned set. hmm And it cuts to Jupe's point of view under that, like, dining room table. And Gordy is basically finishing off his mom in the show. Yeah. He's, like, 
punching her relentlessly pretty much dead body i think he might be eating her face yeah and then i don't know why but like the dad his like the guy that plays his dad on the show like kind of runs through the set like thinking i guess maybe gordy's not over here but he runs through like this little door to a separate part of the set and gordy mauls the shit out of him completely that's like basically what we see we don't really see a lot we just see most of the aftermath and hear it yeah and it makes it creepier because like if they're not showing it to us, it must be brutal. Or horrific. Yeah. <laughs> horrific? Yeah. <laughs> in the unique Today, horrific? Voice. Yeah, in the unique voice. But yeah, so the ape ends up like walking up to like the table that Jupe is under and like puts out a hand. They both put out a hand and he's just fucking you could tell he's like trembling under that table and they fist bump well actually they're like knuckle hairs oh, yeah, are about true. to touch <laughs> yeah. and then <laughs> i guess the cops burst in and blow gordy's brains out <laughs> all over jupe's like That's eight-year-old right. body <laughs> they didn't get a chance to fist bump. <laughs> their knuckle hairs touch it's like they were so close to the fist bump Completing exploding it. and yeah. instead of the fist bump exploding gordy's head exploded <laughs> yeah Sorry, Gordy, but you killed too many people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like the prototype for Harambe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we need, oh, R.I.P. Harambe, dude. <laughs> gone, too, gone too soon. Shit ain't been right since Harambe left. Shit ain't been right since y'all made them brooms stand up with not without touching them. There's a lot of shit that happened that ain't been right since it happened, and Oh, man. Well, speaking of shit that's not right, this is when he notices the shoe. Yeah. And he kept that shoe. When you're a little kid, are you thinking about sensationalism to that extent? Like, are you like, one day, I'm going to make a lot of money on eBay? Because it says that this took place in, like, 1998. So Yeah, 98, yeah. yeah. So he, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess he, he waited for it to keep going up, maybe. You know, like, with these types of tragedies, they go in waves of people caring, And if you wait it out, eventually, like, someone might pay a fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars for that stupid fucking shoe. My only thing is, like, the acquisition of the shoe. Did he get it legally? No, like, when he was little, did he just take it off the set? And it was like, I'm gonna hold on to this for who knows how long and proceed to uh, exploit my experience from it. Like, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, some people only get, like, their one shot. At fame. And I think that he thought it was going to be on this show. Yeah, like, as a child actor, do you think that probably, like, fucked him up? Yeah. And also, like, child actors are exploited a lot, too. Like, just being a child actor in and of itself is kind of a form of exploitation. Yeah, it is. That's all you hear. Janette McCurdy told us in her book. Mm-hmm. Isn't it I Hate My Mom, No, right? I'm glad my mom's dead. This is why oh, right. I have beef with her because she stole my book title. <laughs> God. God, my mom's not even dead. Every day I wake up hoping, you know. <laughs> her and me, whichever one comes first, I'll be I'll be blessed either way. But, fucking, yeah, it's weird that he, like, was able to keep that shoe mm-hmm. and then keep all the other artifacts from it, too. Like, did he inherit that stuff? I don't know. I you feel know? like... Yeah, it is shady. What about the other people? Yeah, the shrine. I mean, was there other people that survived? I guess the rest of the cast, like the shooting cast or whatever, or like, you know, Well, production. one person survives, and we do see her later. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, we see what's left of her. 
But it's interesting that like, because we'll tie back into this again later, but Gordy leaving Jupe alive. It's like, he's an innocent kid who was also being exploited on the set. I feel like he felt connected to Jupe and that's why he didn't Do it, yeah. destroy him. Yeah. <laughs> like he did to the other people. They were adults who knew full and well that a fucking chimp is not an actor in this way. Like he was not just walking through the set. They were trying to make him a character on the show without properly like understanding chimp behavior. Clearly they know children and they know when children are involuntary actors and shit, you know, like I feel like chimps aren't stupid. Mm-hmm. Like they're this close to humans. But, and that, like, kind of fades into Jupe getting ready for his new show. And we're like, "Uh uh-oh, what the fuck is he getting ready to do? Mm -hmm. But his wife is gassing him up. And I have to say, I love her fucking outfit. It's cute. (laughs) It's hella cute. It's like yellow fringed denim floral cowgirl couture. I'm living for it. Yeah, it's so much (laughs) at once. I'm definitely feeling like it's um, out of the Trixie Mattel closet. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. It just needs more pink. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we get Lucky, because the star of Jupe's show is Lucky. So a storm is coming, and Angel covers the cameras in plastic. And part of me is like, obviously that's smart, I guess. Yeah. But also, isn't that going to totally fucking obscure what they can see? This is a thick-ass plastic. Oh, yeah. But this, this part's funny to me. Like, the wind is blowing around and everything, and OJ comes across a flyer for Jupe's show stuck in a pile of horse manure. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a fun implication that jupe show was like exploitative shit Mm -hmm. i did write in my notes that it seems strange given his experience with gordy that jupe would continue to exploit animals but i'm like i wonder if it's like just for revenge on the experience again like he really is just like reclaiming his legacy like gordy fucked up his legacy even though like he was gonna spare his life in that moment gordy's fucking fit changed like his moment in the sun to like a national tragedy So I feel like maybe that's why he's exploiting all these horses. Yeah. He's super fucking damaged. Yeah. Yeah. Jupe's story in itself alone is a lot to unpack. Like, I don't know. I want a movie just about Jupe before he died. (laughs) Like, how he got there. Agua Dulce is this place that they call it in inland California. How did you wind up here? Yeah. Why are you a cowboy in the desert? How did Gordy's home lead to this? Yeah. And what you did with it. Yeah. In the audience for his show, though, is the girl that played his sister, which I think he said it was like his first crush. She's the one who opened the box that the balloons came out of. And she's got a veil on because Gordy fucked her face up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Did. We get a shot of her later, and we'll talk about it, but she kind of looked like the Crypt Keeper. I think that, like, this is another common exploitation. Like, this woman got fucked up and her life ruined by this experience, and she's basically brought here as the guest of honor to be kind of exploited again. Like, she's in a veil, but that's her choosing. You don't Why have to do Why does Jute need her here? You know, everyone's just trying to reclaim their legacy. They don't want the tragedy to be the thing that everyone thinks of them for. But... Jupe tells the audience that every Friday for the past six months, he's been sending one of the Haywoods horses to this alien cloud UFO thing. And I love this little fact because it says on the first Friday that it happened at 6.13 p.m. And 6.13, I was born on June 13th on a Friday. No way, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yep. You and the Olsen twins. Mm Mm-hmm. Same year, ugh. And Kat Dennings. At least I got her. The Olsen twins are okay. 
okay. Uh, you know what? It's better now. It was just something that I got teased for a lot as a kid. You have the same birthday as the Olsen twins. I don't know why it was such a... Okay, well, try being, like, the cool kid. I wish I had the Olsen twins. You know who I had? Sean Connery. Oh, fuck him. Well, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> try being in second grade and being like, hey, guys, guess who I share a birthday with? And they're like, who? And I'm like, Sean Connery. And they're like, who the fuck is that, dude? Like, he's not a Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I also have Tim Allen, though, so that sucks. You know who was born a day before me, or whose birthday is a day before mine? Ed Buck. I don't know who that is. Yes, you fucking do. I know I do. Who is that? That politician who, like, injected all those um, gay black men with methamphetamine and was taking advantage of them, and he was also connected to Aaron Carter, because Aaron Carter was, like, trading gays for meth with him, yeah. Yeah, no, Aaron Carter got into some shit before he died. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Donald Trump is born the day after me. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. shit. If I was born an hour and 19 minutes later, <gasps> I, I would have the same birthday as him. He's a Gemini. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell. He's the worst of us. <laughs> so is Kanye, so. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy ones. But we don't talk about those people anymore because they died. <laughs> they died. But yeah, it was a Friday at 6.13 p.m. in the exact spot where Jupiter's claim is. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said Trigger was the first horse that was taken by this cloud. And Jupe basically tells him right away that it was a flying saucer. He's like, they're surveilling Earth. He calls them the viewers. And he says that they trust him. And as soon as he says that, you're like, no, they don't. (laughs) You just know that this guy is super cocky. I'm just like, no, they just haven't killed you yet. But... (laughs) (laughs) so he calls it the star lasso experience i'm like what about this there's no lasso or stars really why did you call it that that's stupid but he goes to like have the opening act come out which are his three little turd children and he's like remember their names he's even obsessed with his kids legacy like the overcompensation with him is strong yeah the alien cloud like interrupts before they even get to start, and the power goes out, <laughs> the breeze <laughs> blows up the veil. And they say, guess the fuck what? And we see Mary Jo, whatever the fuck her name was, is a mangled face. Dude. She looks like ground turkey. Does. <laughs> then the alien cloud basically just sucks them all up. Yeah, and you can hear like the... <laughs> like, the crunching... They're just going through this tunnel of, like, whatever the fuck that is, alien mouth or asshole, whatever. <laughs> but um, they're all being just, like, it's, like, squoze in. And I realized at this point, like, Jupe just sacrificed, like, all these people, including himself and his family mm-hmm. and shit, for the purpose of entertainment and exploitation. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, they trusted you, didn't they? That's what trust looks like. <laughs> You eat who you trust. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. They're essentially being digested. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But OJ shows up and finds this place fucking wrecked and empty, and Lucky is still sitting there in the fucking box that they put him in. And the UFO, whatever it is, passes overhead and comes for OJ, but he hides and just takes Lucky home. I'm actually really stoked, because I'm like, yes, Jupe's gone! (laughs) I, like, revel in uh, his uh, departure, (laughs) his abrupt departure out of here. But I'm glad that OJ was able to get his horse back, too. Me, too. Because Lucky was the horse that was kind of fucked with on that movie set earlier. And it's like, he didn't need to go through all that. (laughs) You didn't want him to, like, 
freak out on the set and then also get eaten by aliens. So I am glad that Lucky made it. Yeah. But when OJ gets back, he's like, I do not think that this fucking thing is a ship. It is a territorial animal. And he's like, if you don't look at it in the eyes, it won't eat you. Yeah. He like learned from his own training and experience. Yeah. And he used that. Mm-hmm. But like Angel's car dies. So I'm like, I thought that it just affected electricity. But it's like, it affects machines because these are not electric Electric cars. cars, Like, it would maybe shut the radio off. So I'm like, uh, I I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm missing, like, the way that this power surge thing works. Their cell phones went out too. Whatever. It's just machines. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, cell phone's electric. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about cars. So you know what? Let's leave it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know enough about science. So. I'm sure Jordan Peele did more fucking research than I did. So I definitely did. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to do math. So what the fuck would I know about this? But I like the sunglasses at night song is all slowed down. It oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chopped and screwed. But like, as soon as all the power fucking goes out and he runs to M's house, it starts to pour. And I'm like, this better not be a nod to that fucking chemtrails conspiracy about them forcing like rain. Oh <laughs> my changes. God, like manipulating the weather. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I literally saw someone on my Facebook yesterday post a picture of a chemtrail. Or what they called a chemtrail. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, chemtrails with a barfy face. And someone commented like, oh, we'll see if it rains tomorrow. And <laughs> it did fucking drizzle today. And I'm like, oh, they're going to uh-huh. re- they're gonna be so validated. <laughs> I used to follow this girl and I had to unfollow her and because she was always posting about Trump and chemtrails and how like, She's like, everything is poison. Like, they're trying to kill us, you guys, one by one. We have to vote for Trump so that we can change this. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh. Uh. San Diego is not supposed to have rain. Why are there chemtrails creating rain in San Diego? And I'm like, bitch, like, it's the earth. Because they don't believe in climate change. Yeah, I'm like, bitch, it's the earth. Like, there should be rain everywhere on earth at some point. And also, like, the Earth ages and changes. Like, do you honestly think California is going to be the same exact thing your whole life? Like, no. That's not how it fucking works. No. (laughs) Yeah, the planet doesn't give a fuck about us. It's going to do what it's going to do. And if we die, it don't care. (laughs) It actually would be happy. If it could have feelings, it would be happy. But, um... They can hear the screams of the people being digested in the alien as it's like kind of passing over them. And that is creepy as fuck. It's super scary. I didn't see this in theaters, but I did watch it on a bigger screen that had like the sound bar and stuff. And that part was like, ooh. Yeah, it was good sound mixing there. Mm -hmm. But now the beginning of the movie makes sense because metal objects start falling from the sky, which is basically all the shit that these people had on, on them. them. Their material Their keys, items. watches, teeth. The key in the, okay, yeah, you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm, the nickel, like, I'm sure jewelry, and also blood. Uh-huh. It basically is a flood of blood, and um, I always love some raining blood. It's I just, do. It's very pretty. It's cool, <laughs> it looks cool as fuck. Way cooler than a chemtrail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck chemtrails. It's all about raining blood. Fuck okay? yeah. And then the alien basically just posts up directly over their house. So it's like, you motherfuckers aren't going anywhere. Yeah, it like traps them, essentially. And it's like, okay, well, guess guess what? You want to fuck around? Let's find out. Let's get to it. Mm-hmm. 
And, yeah, the alien just literally, like, posts, and they're fucking like, uh, okay, I think OJ ends up having to sleep in his car at one point. Yeah, because his car stalls on his way to the house, but he sees the alien just sitting there, and he's like, yeah, nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Eventually, the alien pukes up one of those plastic horses, and it crashes through his windshield. Yeah, the head is, like, in OJ's windshield, and it's like, it knows! <laughs> it knows! And it's funny, because after that happens, he locks the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the alien is going to, like, come down and start pulling on the handle. hey, let me in. (laughs) But I love the slowed down version of Sunglasses at Night. I really want it on, like, a fucking, I don't know, I want that version on Apple Music. Teddy! I wear my song. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. (laughs) I actually kind of prefer that version to the original only because I've heard that original song so many times now. It's kind of almost on the level of like, don't stop believing for me. And so far as I do not ever need to hear it again. So I was definitely down for this uh, slow down version of it. It's funny though, because like, N wants to leave now. And I'm like, she seems the most gung ho about like, you know, getting the shot, getting the shot. But she's also like, you know what? Fuck this. So She's not stupid. She's just impulsive, I guess. She, like, as soon as she feels something, she's like, okay, this is my opinion now. Yeah. But, yeah, eventually, uh, OJ, like, finally gets to the house, and they all go into Angel's car and get the fuck out of there and go to Angel's apartment. And I like that Emma's wearing a shirt that says the Jesus lizard. Yeah, I want that shirt so bad, you know, my ass. I went to go look it up online (laughs) and try to find it somewhere, at least figure out the brand. Mm Mm-hmm. I did like it. But, uh, like, the event at Jupiter's Claim is all over the news, and now Antlers is finally interested. Yep. Because he notices the cloud. Yeah, so they're eating at the diner, and they're kind of just going over, like, what they need to do, what happened. And the camera dude who films is back at the crib. He notices the cloud, and he tells them that he notices that the cloud hasn't moved, and he mentions that they need a non-electrical camera, which is what Emerald had mentioned earlier to OJ and them. Like, the only way we're going to be able to capture it if the power keeps going out is a non-electrical camera. And that's mm-hmm. when they get excited because she's like, I told you this motherfucking news said about it! And they do their cute little brother-sister handshake, which is a that mm-hmm. And then, let's go, baby! And they get a plan going. And this camera dude's seen some shit and over their little dinner that they're having where they're discussing it, he talks about... I don't know, something, but he ends up seeing seeing that he was a one-eyed, the purple people eater shit. This guy is just like a gay Ted Nugent <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know that his, like, dining room table is made out of hooves. Oh my god. Or at least has Ted hooves Nugent. on the bottom. I want that to be my band name, gay Ted Nugent. <laughs> Let's go. He would hate that. Yeah. Just the way he sings it, too. Like, it's exactly what you would expect from a fried, disillusioned, barely sane white man. Catching monsters is his thing. He loves to catch monsters on TV. Mm-hmm. And OJ, at this point, calls the fucking alien jean jacket. He's kind of, like, gifting the legacy to her because he knows that their dad's, I I don't know, misogyny, maybe, whatever it was, like, didn't allow M to 
have her moment as a kid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She didn't feel part of the legacy. I think that's why she's always unreliable. She's late to everything because she felt pushed aside. So she's like, you know, we're family, but like, I got to do my own shit because you guys actually don't have my back. Yeah. Completely. At all. Yeah. So it's nice that he's like making it up to her. A little homage. We all love a little homage. Mm hmm. But yeah, they make a plan because they're like, this fucking plastic horse fucked this alien up. So we need to get some shit in there mm -hmm. to fuck it up. Mm -hmm. And um, they want to lure it. And we get a like a planning the shot montage. <laughs> and I think at this point, they're like questioning, oh, what's going to happen? Because as soon as this happens, people are going to all flock to this and like take our glory. And it's going to be a fucking mess. But he's like, you know what, though? Like, we're going to get the first piece. It's going to mean something to be the first. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like, you know, tying that to blackness, white men have so often like stolen stuff from black artists or inventors or creators and then get the credit for being the first because they're white and just society listens to them. Hijinks ensues. <laughs> so like the themes run deep. Yeah, you hate to see it. But yeah, then we get his stupid purple people eater and we get Jean Jacket. The I think Jean Jacket is the last chapter of the story. Yeah. So Emma's blasting blues music over the speakers to get the alien's attention. And I'm like, I hope he likes that music. <laughs> and they use like, what are, what are the fuck? Wacky, wavy, inflatable, arm flailing tube men. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they like make them electric powered. So like if the alien goes over them and the power goes out, they'll kind of have an idea of where the alien is. Yeah. The tube men will stop flapping around. Yeah. But like as they're trying to lure it over and wait to get the shot, some fucking guy on a motorcycle rolls up and M goes to talk to him, but he does not answer her and he won't tell her who he is, but she pretty much figures out that he's TMZ. Yeah, we're in a way she knows that it's scumbag media and that he's trying to do the same thing they trying to do, but on some like more expletive shit. Yeah, he came out there to find out about Jupe, but then saw the fucking cloud. Yep. So she was like, well, don't do that. Don't try to do what you're trying to do. She lets him know off top, don't try to pursue whatever you're trying to pursue. It's not a good idea. It's not going to work out for you. And he doesn't listen. You can tell us a, a white nerdy nigga underneath there who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he thinks he knows way more than the black girl who's clearly experienced enough to have this all out here. But whatever, he goes for it. And show enough, show enough. They were like, What's ha what happens when an electrical bike goes a non-electrical force? Like, mm -hmm. what what happens? And show enough, it's not good. That nigga gets thrown off his bike. Yeah, he wipes the fuck out. Yeah, he tries to go full force into this, like, realm or whatever yeah and gets knocked off his bike and oj goes to like see what's good but otis is the only one who knows not to look yeah he's like trying to tell the guy like don't look but he does not care he's like where's my camera where's my camera i need to get the shot like he's trying to drag the guy away mm -hmm. and he's like no 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 no. i need my camera and i'm like you are so fucking stubborn and it just shows like everyone is obsessed with their legacy well and, you know, there's different ways of going about it. But this guy just seems like he doesn't even care about himself. Mm -mm. I'm like, you're not even going to be able to enjoy the fruits of your legacy. Like, think for a fucking second. Yeah, you might not even live to see this through to get what you're, like, trying to get from it. So maybe work smarter. <laughs> 
They already told you to not go that way. You did. You ran into something you couldn't see and wiped the fuck out and you're still not listening. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Overconfident white man syndrome. <laughs> yeah, went that way out. But um, the ship is practically on the ground at this point um, when it snatches up a uh, TMZ boy. And OJ has to put on his hood, which has like little eyes in the back, it looks like, right? Mm-hmm. To like distract or deflect the alien but he takes it on a little run he takes on a little a little joy ride on lucky and he has this whole like decoy situation set up to kind of lure it yeah he's trying to lure it in the way so antlers can get the shot that's right yeah and like i love this old school western music because to me this is jordan peele reclaiming classically white western music for black people yep and being like we can also have this because this is like John Wayne shit like yeah. this, or like good, bad and the ugly. Like all those movies were always white men uh-huh. and often, uh, especially in John Wayne's case, racist trash white men. As fuck. Mm-hmm. Absolute garbage. And the Western genre is very white and masculine, <laughs> very regressive and conservative. And old black men love Western movies. Everybody's an old black uncle will love to stuff <laughs> all day. And watch westerns. I know that because my uncles do that. They watch Bonanza. Yeah, they love a good western. 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 You know? And then they love the blues, which is also a derivative of western music. You know what I mean? It's like, not Mm -hmm. a derivative, but it's kind of like a foundational sound. And Mm -hmm. jazz roots and blues and shit. Um, Shout out to Howlin' Wolf and Little Walter. Yeah, that's why I like that they're, like, reclaiming this. Because it's like, no, this is not just for the John Waynes of the world. Right. Um, But uh, Antler is going for the shot and decides to go full white man and full Ted Nugent. And just like, I'm in there, man. And they're like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? Yeah. He already got the shot. But he's like, well, the light's going to be better in about, like, ten minutes. So I want the perfect shot. But you're not going to get that. No, and I think he knows it. The thing is, he doesn't give a shit about what M and Jupe want. Oh, M and OJ, not M and Jupe. Yeah, but that's low-key, like, dead. kind of a full circle moment for him. Like, he spent his whole lifetime trying to get the shot. And the one that he finally gets, like, you know, this is the one and my life's done. Like, my life's work is complete. I've done all of this shit so I could be ready for this one moment. You know what I mean? That's true. He got the shot for himself. Yeah. He didn't give a shit about sharing it with the world. Yeah, because this will come up in a second. But um, while he's doing not all this, Angel almost gets got. And luckily, like, the tarp saves him. Because while um, Jean Jacket is doing swirlies and trying to catch something, you know, because Emerald's fighting for her fucking life, trying not to look either while she's trying to get set up on her bike. But uh, the ship's, like, hella low and doesn't at this point before... Uh, Emerald gets on her bike, snatches up Antler. He gets snatched up right before Angel gets knocked into the tarp. Yeah, because I remember thinking, like, it was for itself. Because the footage that he captured, like, it goes up with him. Yeah, this footage is of himself getting eaten. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. And if that gets thrown out of the alien, that would be fine. Like, fun to find later. Mm Mm-hmm. He might puke it back up. Oh my god, what if that makes it a part two? Oh, it could be a found footage. No. Yeah! Found, found footage. footage. <laughs> Jinx. 
My table's wood. Yay! <laughs> but, um, yeah, after Angel escapes, or, well, gets saved, saved by, by the, tarp, the magical yeah. tarp, it almost sucks him up again, but he mm-hmm. holds onto a barbed wire fence, and he's able to, like, ground himself, but I think the fence goes up into Jean Jacket. Yeah. And it, like, causes him to turn into what I called a space jelly gina. Because yeah. <laughs> he went from a spaceship into some, like, cosmic jellyfish vagina fold entity. Yeah, it looks like pussy art. You know when you go to an art gallery <laughs> and it's like a bunch of pictures of blossom flowers or flowers opening up, but it's also a metaphor for pussy? It's Georgia like, O'Queef. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like the the ship, Jean Jacket, turned into pussy art, like at a lesbian art gallery. You know what I oh mean? Oh my god, like, yes. Mm-hmm. You just go to, you go to an, a lesbian collective art show where we're, we're all just like a collective of indie artists who just really appreciate femininity and like womanhood and we want to celebrate that by not fearing the vagina, but embracing it. So here is a picture of a vulva shaped like a lily <laughs> you're like okay definitely in the suburbs of like portland <laughs> yeah a lot of turquoise being worn and she stinks she stinks it's like girl all this pussy, all this pussy art i know yours is hot right now mama wash <laughs> wash it <laughs> and actually exfoliate the legs please yeah please do not please, let the soap please. just drip down please wash your legs and your coochie Uh, and i know that's not your real name teal is not your real name okay (laughs) pretty much any any color or gemstone yeah is your name really topaz yeah you want me to think you're okay amethyst rose (laughs) fuck off but anyways yeah enough about toe ring bitches um (laughs) people selling jewelry at four corners But yeah, so he gets saved, and that's chill. It feels like OJ is getting ready to potentially sacrifice himself, because he tells M to, like, take that TMZ guy's bike, but um, Space Jelly Gina chases her, so he's like, okay, I gotta lure this shit away, and he stares at it on purpose to get it to come to him, and then I'm not exactly sure, I guess this is its mouth? But uh-huh. it looks like these green butthole squares pop out of this alien and come for him. He allows M to escape, and it looks like it might have eaten him, but we can't really see. So she gets on that fucking bike and drives to Jupiter's claim and untethers like the big helium jupe balloon, like the mascot oh, yeah. out front. Like they're they're like Astro Boy or whatever, essentially. It reminded you know? me of the fucking um in Austin Powers yeah. when they released the what is it? Yeah, or Astro Boy? Is that not who it was? Maybe. I'm like, what was that giant fucking Astro Boy? Let me look it up on Google real quick. <laughs> the Austin Powers music. Yeah, that was Astro Boy. Okay. Uh-huh. It reminded me of that immediately. Yeah, exactly. Me too. I automatically thought of Austin Powers and I saw that. <laughs> That's a good decoy, though, because uh, Jean Jacket sure do go for that because she's all up in Jupe's claim and she's by that same well that she photobombed them, uh, white kids <laughs> in earlier. And then she, you know, she's smart. And she's like, this is a non-electrical camera. Like, here we fucking go. This is the way mm-hmm. we're going to get the fucking Oprah shot. And she grabs all them coins on the ground and she uses them and she continuously uses, like, gets, you know, picture after picture 
of like a jean jacket trying to grab this like fucking balloon boy thing in the sky <laughs> and she finally like you know climax she finally gets the shot you know the balloon pops inside of jj yeah and she's like nobody fucks with haywood bitch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they got the oprah shot and it's all this massive polaroid like that's big too you just hear, yes, you got the shot. Yeah, <laughs> you got the he, shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because in my thing, whenever, like, Jean Jacko was expanding, I was like, um, it expands and OJ gets to witness, like, this drag show. And it's really <laughs> intense because it's, like, reveal after reveal because it's, like, the square or whatever. When it opens yeah. its mouth, it's like, <gasps> unique. It looks like green <laughs> chiffon. Yeah, it does. It's I'm flowing like, nicely. It's really pretty. Does Jean Jacket not want you to look it in the eye? Because then when it does reveal its true self, it's like this really beautiful element that it doesn't want to share and have be exploited. Maybe. You know what? I think that might be true. I think that that's a good read on it. Because, you know, to be funny, it does look like a green butthole mouth. But to think about it purely, like what Jordan Peele was thinking, like... There is a real beauty to it. It literally starts as like this UFO thing, right? And right. that's the assumption that when we see alien ships and stuff, we're like, oh, it's just the shit. That's that's the transportation they used to get here. But when they get out of the mm-hmm. transportation, like then we'll see the aliens themselves. And then even OJ was like, I don't think it's a ship. I think it's an animal. Like I think mm-hmm. it's a creature. And so we have to like see it outside of the ship form. There's like certain i think like cuttlefish do this but there's certain like animals and stuff that do do that they have a certain thing that they're around when they're like chilling mm-hmm. and then when predators or when they're mating they show like the this different side yeah. that some people see is really beautiful but it's also fucking terrifying like um i wish i could think off the top of my head right now but there's certain there's like fish that are fucking gorgeous when they're trying to hide from pre- like predators mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. a defense mechanism. And you can't no, look at it in its sense. eyes when it's like hunting and stuff. Because it's mm-hmm. like, this is beautiful, but it's going to fucking kill, you know? OJ even says, like, after Antlers gets, like, the shot that they need, but he, like, is like, no, that's not enough. I need the perfect shot. OJ says to Angel, they don't deserve the impossible. Yeah. Humans can never be completely satiated. They always need more. And I feel like that's maybe like what you're saying, like the aliens, other forms, it's giving you more of itself. And he's saying, maybe we don't deserve this. Maybe we don't deserve all this uncanny beauty because we're just going to exploit it. Like we're going to ruin it. Everything we discover, we exploit and ruin. We can't leave it nice. This is why we can't have nice things. No, it's Because we exploit. And the alien seems to understand that. And OJ understands that about the alien because he doesn't want to exploit it because he's a good person and he knows yeah. what exploitation feels like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. That's why I feel like they have a little like sympathy, empathy type shit. He has enough respect for that alien to not look it in the eye. And respect its agency essentially. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all it is really. Um, if we're being frank. The alien just wants some fucking respect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that, that goes for actors and and people, and not even actors, just people in the industry of entertainment, especially not actors, actually, because they're the ones who do get the special treatment if they're, like, mm-hmm. really, yes. truly high-ranking. 
Or just hot. <laughs> yeah, you got to work so fucking hard. And even if you're hot, that's almost worse for you because you're in, inevitably going to be used as for sex work. True, To get yeah. the things that you want in uh, whatever you're doing. But, yeah, like, it's, it's all bad. Um, I think the crews, the help, the stagehands, the... The boom mic holders, the lighting people, like those are the people. The horse trainer. The handlers. The yes. cele- The celebrity handlers, animal handlers, trainers, makeup people, hair people. The people who really, like two and a half men when Charlie Sheen went down and shit like that. Think about people who like lose their jobs and shit when the main star fucks up mm-hmm. and how they become like famous to infamous and how that affects like the cat, like Cosby, for example, how it affected the cast of the Cosby show. Mm -hmm. We don't remember the show, but remember the sensationalized Mm -hmm. view of the show now. Yeah. It's unfortunate because like, of course that's what people are going to remember. But at the same time, it sucks for everyone else who didn't do shit wrong. And they just happen to be the less famous person attached Mm -hmm. to this famous person show who is now a criminal, a predator, a villain, whatever. Mm-hmm. Except Felicia Rashad, who in fact is still a fucking villain. Fuck you. Felicia Rashad is dead ass wrong. Fuck you. But um, pretty much the wrap up of it, they got the shot. And OJ's on the other side of Jupe's claim. Past the out yonder sign. Yeah, and he made it. And everybody's together. They got the shot. Angel's alive. Um, and, and he gets alive. his John Wayne moment. Fuck John Wayne. He gets yeah. his OJ moment. I mean, yeah. well, that doesn't well, sound that much better, does it? <laughs> he gets his moment. He, he gets, gets his, his moment. moment. He gets his Otis Jr. Yeah. moment. <laughs> he gets the son of Otis's fucking moment, and it's good for him. And that was nope. <laughs> it was really good. I love Kiki Palmer in this. I love Daniel Hula. I loved uh, Jordan Peele for giving us another like unexpected horror movie that takes some thinking i like intelligence and some horror you know horror is so campy and silly and i think that's why it's not taken seriously as a genre a lot of times Mm -hmm. but this is one of those things that like really makes you think about horror as a genre a serious genre yeah because there's a time and a place for the camp and stuff but like horror has some political roots and it's nice to see people being able to incorporate comedy And like, you know, silliness while like giving us a strong message, because Mm -hmm. honestly, that's how most people learn. That's why people put shit in movies because like the news is too intense and it can be boring and like slipping it in and a social commentary in a movie like this. It's a it's a nice way to, I don't know, learn something and connect synapses that maybe haven't been connected before. No, exactly. Exactly that. But yeah, I love this movie. It does take a couple of watches to get the the understanding of the exploitation thing at first because you're so focused on the fantastical elements yeah the yeah the space of it all (laughs) (laughs) but you don't really pay attention to like the social commentary that it's making especially on something like exploitation that not everyone can necessarily relate to but guess what you don't have to be in the um the entertainment industry to be exploited to this degree No, exploitation happens fucking everywhere. I mean, we're all exploited every day in this capitalistic hellscape. Exactly, especially um, with our news cycles. Like, nothing happens without it being recorded. Like, nothing happens anymore without that. And everyone's looking for a viral moment to exploit, make money off of for a very short time Mm -hmm. and make as much money as they can. And then that time disappears or fades away. That's literally why the paparazzi exist. 
yeah, that time fades away and they find the next big shot. Everyone's just looking for their shot and that one shot to retire them. But how often is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. It never really does. It's in the impossible. No. It is the impossible shot and we don't deserve that. No, but anyways, I got to go, y'all, because I'm trying to cook dinner and I got to see what was going on with Beyonce at the Grammys. I was pausing a lot in this episode because I was looking on Twitter, also trying to check um, what's good with the tickets. I got a lot of shit with Beyonce going on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I would smoke a sativa for this one. Yeah, I would smoke anything. Keep the brain active and just, you know, absorb it because there's a lot going on here and you might need two or three watches. Yeah, have fun with it, though. Enjoy it and watch it a couple times. First time is probably the, the best time, I think, because it's like you don't know what the fuck to expect. Mm-hmm. Expect the unexpectable. Yeah, you probably should uh, watch the movie before you listen to the show. We would hope that you would do that. But some of y'all don't do that. Some of y'all live unconventionally, mm-hmm. and I fuck with y'all. So. And we mentioned it earlier. If you made it all the way here and you feel like you got the movie spoiled for you, that's your fault. <laughs> Nigga, did you look at the episode title and the, um, the description in the Instagram posts? You already know what it was. Don't listen until you watch. Yeah, we spoil. We spoil. Yeah. Like, we are not spoiler free. First of all, we both are uh, Virgo Gemini combinations. Gemini mm-hmm. Virgo combinations, both ruled by Mercury. So, one thing about us, we go talk. <laughs> <laughs> and we go talk a lot and we go spoil some shit. We go, we go overshare, but not about <laughs> oh. ourselves. Never about exactly. ourselves. <laughs> right. True, true, true. <laughs> I love to overshare about general things, but nothing regarding me. I was thinking about that the other day, how I know so much about people and like people don't know much about me at all. I told someone, I told my coworkers I was 33 and they thought I was like kidding because they were like, you play around so much. We have no idea like <laughs> what about you is real anymore. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> no, nothing about me. That's why I like Scorpios are secretive. But Virgo is just like, I don't know, don't talk to us. Mm-hmm. I, I like being an enigma. Sometimes I want all the attention on me, and then other times I'm like, nope, none yeah. at all. Don't look at me. Don't breathe over here. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure your eyes are not focused on anything having to do with anything near me. <laughs> I know. Just because I post every day on social media doesn't mean I want to talk. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean, like... It means I want you to listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could be mysterious, but I can't shut the fuck up, so. <laughs> oh, kind of same. <laughs> you know, like, God. But it's never about me, you know? It's just, like, I talk a lot. But anyways, enough of talking, because like I said, Beyonce. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so, shout out to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, like, Kiki Bay-bay. Palmer and no, Nova and Bay- stuff. But- I said Bay-Bay. Yeah. <laughs> no one and, calls her that. And no one, first of all, thank you for saying that, though, because I need you niggas to understand that nobody is real hive if you call her Bay. It's Beyonce. Don't don't say Bay. Don't try to say Bay and J. She don't even say that shit. When she does say Bay, she's spelling it B-A-E. Or she's making fun of you niggas who call her Bay, aka white people. That's true. It's B, not Beyonce. Yeah, do you say Beyonce? No. No. Like, your name is Christopher. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't call you Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Curse. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> when she said Yonsei all on his mouth like liquor, y'all weren't like, yon, yon, yeah, there's no Yonce. other. Yeah. Yonsei. Yeah. You didn't say Yonsei. Like, it's not bae. It's B. And she's from Texas. So if it does happen to sound like bae, it's because she's country as fuck. 
Y'all forget how Beyonce sounds in her regular speaking voice. Go look at an interview with Beyonce talking. That girl is country as hell. And she lets you know every time. That's why she probably don't do interviews. Because she's not trying to sound proper all the damn time. Yeah, she's seen Britney Spears in all the interviews. And she's like, not me, motherfucker. Yeah, okay, y'all not going to get this Southern Creole twang out of me. Okay, and I respect a queen. A Virgo who, too, does not want to talk to y'all. Beyonce don't talk to y'all. And that's okay. Um, but anyways, yeah, good night, y'all. Yeah, stay scared and stay high and, uh, don't call Beyonce Bay. Bye! <laughs> Ever! Bye! Thanks for listening to Queer Horror High. <laughs> Damn, that shit's good.